keep an open mind. The answer should never be no. It, the answer should be, I'm not sure, but we're going to figure out how we're going to do that thing or how to make it work. People come to us with ideas that we would have never thought of, but they know that we're open to it and we can hopefully make something happen. Hello and welcome to Run the Business, the podcast that explores the place where running and leadership come together. We'll find out how running can help us with leading, connecting with people, and generally being better in business. We'll also try and answer that question, do runners make better leaders? I'm Anthony Gay, and today I'm joined by a business leader who's also the co-founder of the Around the Crown 10K race in Charlotte, North Carolina. Around the Crown's mission is to promote the simple act of putting one foot in front of the other to move Charlotte forward. Its purpose is to show that running can make you healthier, happier, and more confident with no regard to age, cultural differences, gender, pace, or experience. He's also completed some big runs himself over the last couple of years, challenging himself and doing research for his own event as well. Now, if you're a runner who's also involved with organizing a local running event, this conversation could be really, really interesting. Brian Mister, welcome to Run the Business. Thanks so much for having me. This is exciting. It's always fun to hear uh, the intro from other people on on what gets picked up out there in the world. Uh, So I love it. Thank you so much for having me. And how are you doing today, Brian? I'm doing great. Um, I'm on my second cup of coffee. Kids are at school. Um, Gonna go biking and running a little bit later today. So it's it's a pretty good day. Tell us a little bit about where you are in the world and that question that we always ask at the beginning. When did you last go running and, and what's the space around you like for running? Yeah, so I am in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, it's getting pretty hot here already. I think it's getting mid eighties today. Running around me is is pretty solid. Uh, we've got some good trails around here. Um, sidewalks on most of the roads around me, or at least it's easy to find them, and it's fun to mix in a little gravel every now and then as you're you're out running on the sidewalks. And the last time I ran was yesterday. I have had a running streak going since January 1st of 2020. Um, so I'm at like 1,200 days in or something like that now. So I go running every single day. So let's just pause and just reflect on that. <laughs> so so you've, you've ran every single day since January the 1st, 2020. Yeah. And my stipulations around it, because I think certain people have different versions of streaking, is it needs to be at least one mile. It has to be outside and it has to be um, at least a 13, 45 minute per mile pace or faster. Wow. And (laughs) was there ever a point in that streak that you thought it was going to end? Or what's the closest? What's the closest (laughs) you've been to going? It's not going to happen today. We're going to get real personal uh, already in this conversation. Uh, I had a vasectomy not too long ago and because uh, I have three kids yep. and we were ready to uh, put a put a pause on that, uh, the family or stop on the family. And um, I wasn't sure how that was going to go and had a pretty long conversation with a urologist about that. And uh, it was rather hilarious. And reaching that 1345 mm-hmm. minute per mile goal was difficult, but uh, got it done. And um here we are. So I think over the 1,100, 1,200 days, whatever it's been now, I think my average miles per day is like four miles per day is what I've been averaging between ultras and marathons and then the weeks where it's just a mile each day and I'm only getting seven miles in for the week. Well, we have got so much to talk about and uh, that's just introduced <laughs> a new element to uh, to the conversation. Yeah. So to start with, tell us a little bit about the Around the Crown and why you chose to set up a race. 
Yeah. So I've been in the running industry for a little over 10 years now um, in, in different shapes or forms. I started at a brewery actually. And um, in, in Charlotte and, and honestly, I'll say in North, North Carolina, there was a couple run clubs that met at breweries or bars. And I thought, man, that's kind of cool. And I was already running from the brewery I was working at. So I wanted to see if other people wanted to meet there after work. And then when we were done, grab a beer. And the experience was more about uh, the social setting of grabbing a beer afterwards. And if we ran together at a nine minute pace, awesome. If we ran together at a 12 minute pace, awesome. It didn't really matter. It was more about the social aspect of it. And um, the first week we had three people, the next week, 13, the following 30. And then um, it quickly went to a couple hundred people were meeting. Um, and we created a 5k out of it. And that's when I knew, man, this is a really cool industry. I need to check this out more. So I went on to work at, there's a place here in Charlotte called the U S national whitewater center that has about 50 miles of trails. I was a race director and marketing director out there for a while. Went on to the Charlotte marathon where I was, um, marketing director there with a local running shop as well. And then my wife and I just kind of had that itch to start our own thing. And we had this idea about shutting down our local highway to put runners out on it. And, um, kind of just jumped off the edge of a cliff hoping we could figure out how to build the plane as we were, we were flying down and, uh, worked it out. And we've been having fun ever since So the, the kind of the, the basis of the race is it's a 10 K that goes around Charlotte or around the crown. Um, our skyline looks very much like a queen's crown and we are known as the queen city. Um, and it's half of it is on the highway on I two seventy seven the inner beltway here. And half of it goes through, uh, downtown or uptown Charlotte. Um, and it's a good time. We have about five, 6,000 people do it each year. This will be our fifth year of it. Uh, made it through the pandemic, which was a, uh, happy success there and got to pivot a little bit, but, um, had fun throughout the entire time. Let, let's dig into the community part of, of, of running and, <laughs> and business yeah. as well, because that's so important to you, isn't it? Your, your run it's not just about a one-off standalone set piece of a, of a race. It, it's it, it's about bringing Charlotte together. So tell us a bit more about why the community is at the centre of, of what you do and, and what goals you have there. Yeah, definitely. So we are, a you know, the race itself is on a day a year, one of the 365 days, but we operate all days. We are an evergreen um event marketing company, if you want to call us that with the, just happens to have one conclusionary event kind of thing. Um, so we noticed in the market in, in Charlotte and the Southeast that there really wasn't a big running race in North Carolina or in Charlotte, one that you could really hang your hat on where if you look at the rest of the Southeast in Atlanta, you have the Peachtree road race, which is amazing in South Carolina or in Charleston, you have Cooper river bridge run. Um, and then in Tennessee, you have a great race and in Virginia in Virginia, you have a great race. Um, in North Carolina just didn't have that keystone race. So we wanted to create that for our community because we noticed that in Charlotte, so many people were training here in our city on our beautiful greenways and our trails but then they'd go elsewhere to have that big race, um, be it for fun or be it for a PR. It still just felt like people were leaving our city to go knock out that super awesome favorite race. And we kind of wanted to change that because we were tired of driving as well to go to these races. Um, and we loved our city so much that we wanted to showcase that. So we did that through our partners, our beneficiaries, our sponsors, um, our mission, everything is based around Charlotte. So I think 
something like 90, 95% of our sponsors are Charlotte or North Carolina based. The only big one that is not is Brooks Running. And obviously there's, uh, they're out in Seattle and we don't have a, a running company of that size in North Carolina. So we're fortunate to work with them, but then all of our other sponsors are either Charlotte headquartered or within one of the cities that surround us, um, with it, you know, within 15, 20 miles and same with our beneficiaries. Uh, we are, uh, dripping in love for our city charlotte uh so we we are just trying to give it back to uh the amazing running community that's here give me a flavor of what that brings back to charlotte what you know what sort of tangible difference have you seen it make to the community i feel like it makes an easier conversation when it comes to sponsorship i'll start there and i think we can take that a couple different ways but when you can prove to a runner that when I'm talking about a sponsor, it's not just because they give us money to do this thing. It's because they truly believe in their city. And we have that conversation with these sponsors early on, and we are picking and choosing who we're going to, to ask for the support of the running community. And then when we tell that story back to the runners, it's, it's completely transparent and true because we know that these companies agree with what we're trying to do. Um, and it makes it, so fun when you can tell that story of a business in the community to the runners that they may not have heard before um, and, and why they love their city so much. And you get to be that that voice for them. Um, it's it's really genuine. And if you rewind back to the beginning of your running experience, when did it start for you in, in your life? When did you become a runner? I played soccer growing up and... I was always like outside midi and which pretty much means you're okay at soccer, but really you're just out there to wear other people down because you're just going to run up and down the field and play offense and defense. And I think through that, after playing 90 minutes, I would get done and still have energy and, and really I'd get the ball every now and then, and then just cross it back into the middle <laughs> um, and then just have to sprint back to defense. And I recognized that it was not only was I not tired, but I was having fun doing it. And, um, went into a 5k at a younger age i don't know i would guess like 11 or 12 and and i who knows what time was or anything like that i'm sure i walked a ton of it but really loved it and from there gosh i'm trying to think went into college and and did some um soccer there just like intramural stuff nothing big and got into running there and got into cycling a little bit too and um since then i feel like i've just been kind of doing races every now and then for fun, be it with my wife or pushing one of our kids in a stroller. And it's always been for fun. It's, it's hardly ever for the competition side of things of seeing how fast I can go or anything like that. Um, it's always just been for the, the love of moving forward. Uh, so it's been a couple decades now, but it was never, you know, one shining moment that stands out of like, Hey, here's the race or here's the thing. It's just been always kind of a, a part of my life. And I think in the recent let's just say the recent 10 years, it's, it's become more of the forefront of what I'm doing in family and in business and everything else. So it's, it's fun to see it kind of pop its head up now. I, I should say this podcast, it's not aimed solely at people in the actual business of running, but it does make an interesting perspective for a conversation. How did you go from that love of running and that, that feeling that, hey, I enjoy this, this is fun, to, to making a business out of something you love. Cause you mentioned some of the other jobs that you, you'd had in the sort of run up to, to, to sort of taking on the, around the crown. So tell me about how that came about and, and you got into that space. 
Yeah. Um, when I was in college at UNC Charlotte here in, here in town, that's what brought me into the city. Um, I, I had tried out a few majors cause I really wasn't sure what I wanted to do in high school. I had tested in the like drafting and architecture world and enjoyed it. Cause I, I think I just like played with Legos so much growing up that I was like, yeah, this is probably what I want to do. And then quickly found out that marketing was my love, uh, but didn't know about sports marketing really until like my senior year. And I kind of dabbled in it a little bit, but didn't, I think traditional sports marketing is the basketball and the baseball and the football. Um, so I didn't think much about it. And then I got that job at the brewery at first it was just bartending. Um, and then brought up to them like, Hey, I, you know, I've got a degree in marketing. It'd be fun if a role ever opened that I could do something with this. And thankfully the owner and my boss, um, her, her degree was in uh, sports marketing as well. So she started talking to me about it a little bit. And then I came to them with the idea of we should have a run club here. And I think that would be, um, beneficial. I think it can bring us business. We'll do it on our slowest night of the week. So it doesn't affect other people coming in. And without me really understanding it, I think I got into sports marketing more because of, of the owner there of that brewery of Noda Brewing here in Charlotte, who's now a sponsor of Around the Crown and everything else. Um, I, I've really got to thank her, Susie, who kind of showed me this world. And then from there, uh, you know, I went on to work those other jobs, like I talked about, and very fortunate for those. But then I think it came to my father owned a small business and I, I grew up doing woodworking with him as our small business. And I think I've, I wanted to fall back in love with that of the owning your own small business and making your own decisions. And if someone's going to tell you, no, it's going to be yourself. It won't be anyone else when you have some silly idea to include sustainability into a running race or whatever else you might have, like let yourself be the only one to kind of block you, not someone else. Um, and that's what made us, I think, start our own small business and then work into around the crown and, uh, some other races that we're now, uh, over and having some fun there. So yeah, long answer, but, um, I, I feel so fortunate to be in sports marketing and I'm now getting to share that with local high schools and colleges going in to talk to people about the non-traditional side of sports marketing, if you will. Let's talk a moment about the benefits that you get from running because this podcast uh, talks, uh, you know, we talk to a lot of people who you know, sort of about the mental health benefits, the the physical benefits, the, 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 the goal setting that they do in running. You know, when did you start to notice things from the running that you were doing that helped you in the business side of things? Yeah. I mean, from the, I'll go into the business in a second, but the, the mental health side of it, I noticed about three and a half months in, uh, on my, we'll just go with the streak section of all this, what I've talked about. Um, because I said, I, I started on January 1st, 2020, not knowing what was to come in 2020. Um, so then mid March or so when things started shutting down, I was like, gosh, the only thing I still kind of have going that I know that's going to go every day is this run. And it became, something I really fell back on in a good way of like, gosh, I'm going to go on a run today. And that's when I know everything is normal ish. We'll put a, a big quotes around that. Mm. But, um, it was nice to have that solidarity each day and I would create my own little challenges around it. Be it like, I don't know, a friend had a child who was seven point seven pounds, eight ounces, and I'd go run 7.8 miles. And I would make my own little challenges around things that would give me a reason to run that day, mm -hmm. uh, which was really fun. And then from the business side of things, um, I mean, gosh, it's so fun to get to travel the country and check out some other races, be it the Chicago Marathon and seeing how they're bringing in 
30,000 people to this amazing city and what it looks like from a transportation standpoint and sustainability and volunteers and partnerships uh, to be able to see behind the scenes and, and talk to some of the people that help direct that race all the way to some of the in the trail world, the ultra scene and seeing what they're doing with sponsors and seeing how their aid stations are set up because it's completely different than a, a running race on the road. Um, it's been fun to just travel and see how different communities do it, different cities do it, um, different race directors do it. And I feel like I'm constantly absorbing as much as I can out in the, the running and, and honestly the cycling space too. Uh, it's, it's fun to see what's done now that, think gravel cycling is becoming pretty large not i think i know it's becoming pretty large and seeing what that's looking like it's 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 so fun i i feel lucky to have that as my job you mentioned some of the uh races you've been to the places that, that on your tour to to you know pick up information on uh, how other runs are, are put on you also took part i'm right in saying in in some pretty big runs across the last couple of years some some long <laughs> ones T- tell us about those yeah, certainly. I'm actually um, I'm drinking out of my Havelina Hundred coffee mug right now, uh, which is a hundred miler in just outside of Phoenix, Arizona, which is uh, thankfully where a lot of my in laws are, so I get to travel out there pretty often. And um, that was a uh, hundred miler, five loop, um, right around Halloween each year. They do that. It's one of the longer running uh, ultras in the country. I think it's I think this is the twentieth year of it. Um, which obviously there's some longer ones out there, be it Hard Rock or Western States, uh, but Havelina and the Aravipa racing team, a uh, running uh, company who puts that on, does such an amazing job. And it's fun to see how they incorporate sponsors and things like that. And from a sustainability standpoint, I feel like the trail world is uh, leading that scene. It's fun to see as road races are starting to bring in some of the things that the trail world has been doing for five, 10 years, um, be it coupless water stations or, or other pieces of this. I, you care a lot more about the place you're running in when you can see it in the natural habitat, not like on the road. Like I feel like, unfortunately we're used to seeing trash on the road. You're not used to seeing trash in a national park or a desert. So therefore you don't want it. And, um, it's nice to be able to bring some of that over into the road running side of things too. So I did that one back in October. Um, also did Chicago marathon back in October. Um, I've got another hundred miler in November in West Virginia, uh, which I'm excited for. And I've done, gosh, a few 50 milers over the last couple of years. And again, it's, it's more about the love of running and not always the, the speed of it, but just being out there on your feet for 12 to 20 hours at a time, um, which I know sounds silly, but man, it's when you, when you find that one thing you love, you just can't stop doing it. And that thing that you love, the running that you love, what is the driver? Why do you love it? What, what, what do you get out of it? Man, the one thing I love and not necessarily, I won't say like get out of it, but, um, the, the funny part, if you look at this from a, from a parenting standpoint, when I'm, when I'm running, uh, there's, there's no, uh, there's no one pulling on my leg to ask me a question or, or why or no, or this or that. All I have to do is move my, my foot in front of the other one. And it's a pretty easy task compared to parenting sometimes. And I, and I absolutely love parenting. I, my, my kids are amazing. They do a lot of these races with us in some shape or form, but when you think of running, it's such a simple task and it's so fun to just do that for a day sometimes. Um, but uh, the other side that, that I get out of it is, I think we hear this quite a bit, but the, the capabilities of our bodies seem to be endless and it's so fun to um, figure out what some of those 
limits are, what's close to those limits or what the next thing is that our bodies can do. Um, and it's, it's enjoyable to see how powerful the, the human body is. And does you, you, your wife run as well? She does. She yeah. does. She's, um, we, when we got married, we started trying to do a half marathon in every state. And I think that really got me more into it. I think she was more into it when we first met. And then I found out her family's really into it. And, um, I've done some, some runs with them as well. Her brother and sister-in-law and a couple other people, um, and her mom who's done, done our race every year now, which is pretty fun. She travels out from Phoenix, Arizona to, to do ours and watch our kids and everything else. Um, yeah, so we've, we've been running quite a bit. She just did, a, um, half marathon a couple of days ago. And actually. is she, am I right in thinking she's, she works with you in, in putting on around the crown. So it's a real, uh, you know, family business in, in that sense. Yeah, I think work is a loose term um, only because uh, she is the one who has the full-time job that brings in the insurance and all that side of things for our, our three little ones. So mm-hmm. she has a, a full-time job that is not our company, but she does all of our design and branding work. So I like to say she takes my stupid ideas and makes them look really, really good. Um, so mm-hmm. all of the uh, branding choices, be it our website or our social or our tent or our car app or anything, she is the one behind that that makes it look very, very uh, professional and uh, consistent, honestly, consistent and clean. She's very good at what she does. And how do you manage that relationship of, of working so closely with your other half and, and balance that with the with the business needs as well? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's hilarious sometimes, but it, it, because all this started before we had kids, um, we were, we were just doing it for fun at, at nights, you know, we'd get done. Both of us had our, our full-time jobs. And then in the evenings we were like working diligently on starting this company and, uh, we were just doing it nonstop. So it became a large part of our lives and we were just both passionate about it. Cause I think we got to do our separate parts really well where she was doing the branding and I was doing the logistical side of how do you shut down a highway? How do we bring in sponsors for this? What's the P and L on figuring out, okay, well we got to charge this because shirts are this price and blah, blah, blah. So we each got to kind of work on our own thing that then melded back together. Um, and, and we both love our city so much that we saw the benefits of this. Well, we thought we would knew, knew the benefits were early on. And now we're seeing truly what these possibilities could be of, making this keystone race in our city that we love so much. Who inspires you in leadership and, and uh, who, who gets you going? Who gives you energy? Oh, man, that's a good one. Um, she is definitely there, my wife, Chelsea. Um, definitely inspiring from watching her manage a full-time job, handle the branding, and uh, just be an amazing mother to our three kids. I think she's up there for sure. Um, I've got some um, friends now at... Peachtree Road Race with Atlanta Track Club um, down in Georgia that I lean on every now and then and I just watch what they do and it's very impressive to see the largest race in the world be only a couple hours down a highway for us to see how they're doing some cool stuff. Um, And then honestly, I feel like I've got some friends that are now our sponsors, but they're high up in sports marketing companies and they have a love for running and they're able to bring that into these, be it a larger bank or a mortgage firm or something like that, that uh, being able to see how they're taking their business into their passions, but it's not like they work at a running business. They just happen to be in love with endurance sports and they bring that into their business. I, 
it's one of those things where you say like, oh man, when I grow up, I want to do that. Um, and I, I think I feel that way sometimes about seeing how they're able to take these companies that are not in the running space, but bring them into that because it is their passion. And it's pretty cool to, to watch that. So an odd answer, but um, I think that's why we partner with some of these people. What have you learned across the last few years? If, if you had to pick a, a lesson, two lessons that you would share as tips for anybody listening to this that is thinking about putting on an event or a, a running event, uh, what, what are the biggest things you, you've learned since the beginning? Keep an open mind. The answer should never be no. It, the answer should be, I'm not sure, but we're going to figure out how we're going to do that thing or how to make it work. Um, you know, if it's if it's a inclusive, friendly idea for our community, we're going to figure out how to make it work. Uh, the answer is not going to be no. We're just going to figure out how to incorporate this new idea that someone has brought us and and make it a better race. And I think through that, we've been able to bring a lot of stuff, uh, a lot of like, you know, new ideas to our race. But then also, I think the community has realized that we are pretty transparent with what we're working on, uh, faults that we've had. Um, and they are more open to coming to us with feedback. You know, if we do something wrong, we're extremely open to feedback. And then also people come to us with ideas that we would have never thought of, but they know that we're open to it and we can hopefully make something happen, uh, within the running community because of the resources that we have now. And, um, they know us to be kind of this, this change maker in the city. Um, and it's, it's pretty fun to have this different mindset, but then people lean on that as well. So when we bring an idea of having a coupless water stop that there's not, there's not a pushback anymore. It's, it's just, wow, this is so cool. Like we always wanted this and yeah, there's probably going to be some hurdles with it, but we know that they'll figure it out kind of thing. Um, and that's, that's pretty fun to have a, a community trust you like that. So yeah, open to feedback, I, I think is a big part of that and that, that transparency side of things. Mm -hmm. and, and let's, let's talk about sustainability because it's, it's huge, obviously around the world in, in everything we do, but it's huge in, in mass participation events as well and running events. Uh, what are you doing in, in that space? And, and tell us about the important things you've, you've changed. You mentioned the coupless, um, you know, it, it, the, the, around the Cranberry coupless event. What, what other stuff is, 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 do you do? Yeah, a lot of it started from a company here in Charlotte called Recover Brands. They um, handle all of our participant t-shirts, our volunteer t-shirts, our kids raise t-shirts, and they make their shirts out of eight plastic bottles. Uh, so they do, gosh, now they do socks, hats. Um, they're doing it all kinds of different tops. So short sleeve, long sleeve, sweatshirts, all kinds of cool stuff that we use for merchandise now, along with, along with Brooks. Um, and they're local to Charlotte. All their manufacturing um, for the majority of their products is here in North Carolina. Um, so from a shipping standpoint, they're sustainable as well. Um, and they were kind of how we started of making sure we're thoughtful when it comes to this. One of the larger expenses you have in a business, your, your T-shirts uh, for, for at least mass participation events. And then from there, they kind of opened our eyes to some other things. And again, just being that uh, open to that idea of feedback and uh, suggestions, they showed us some other things. And then from there, it just kind of kept growing. So it grew into the, the coupless water stops. So all, all of our water stops, uh, we utilize these like kind of silicone rubber cups from a company called hiccup in Florida. 
And they, uh, from the runner standpoint, it's, it, it feels like a normal water stop. You, you pick up your cup, you throw it in the trash can, you move on. Except we take that trash can, give it back to them. They take it to a commercial a dishwasher, clean them up and get them ready for the next race. Um, so there's, there's no waste at the, the water stations. And then at the finish line, we, um, we partner with a, a local grocer here called Harris Teeter. And they, uh, we make sure that all of our food is compostable and we use a local composting company to take any of the food waste, be it orange peels or banana peels or um, peach pits or, or whatever it might be. And we compost all of that through a local company called Crown Town Compost. Um, gosh, I'm trying to think what else. Uh, we're in the first year, we're, we're still working to get back to it because of the pandemic. There's still some issues, but the first year um, we, local, we, we utilized our local um, uh, water utility company, Charlotte water. And we were able to tap into the fire hydrants and use the water from there versus bringing in containers of water to fill up the water at the aid stations too. Um, we now have since got, um, some products called water monsters, which you see like kind of in the trail world more, but they're massive. I don't know. They're like 50 gallon jugs pretty much that have eight taps around the outside of them for you to fill up water. And you can use a, a hydrant to fill those up after you've cleaned and tested and cleaned mm-hmm. again the water and you can filter that as it comes in. So steps like that, um, we're really working on from the sustainability standpoint. And then there's, there's quite a bit more. I mean, one of the other small things I'll mention is the timing company we we work with start to finish here in Charlotte. We, cut down the size of our bib in half. So we use half the amount of paper now or, or Tyvek material. Um, and we found a way to recycle Tyvek as well, where what was a pretty big waste is now half, if not even less of a waste than what it was before. So it's just small things. It's not making major changes overnight. It's, it's happening over years and, and making sure we can do it the right way. Um, and it's, it's worked out well. And like I was saying before, the community has really respected that and jumped on board. It's, it's about the small differences, small changes, though, isn't it? It's it, these, these, the solutions to these issues, they're not going to be solved in big, um, dramatic moves necessarily. It's just those, everybody doing the smaller things. And everything you've mentioned there, I think, sounds amazing. Um, together, it's really powerful, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And, and we're, our next step in this is um, we've joined, uh, it's called low impact Alliance. It's a group of retailers and, um, running, uh, companies like be that Brooks or on or Hoka and, um, uh, event management companies as well that are trying to be more sustainable and share best practices. So we've joined them and, um, working to share everything that we're doing, but then also learn what other companies are doing. Um, and the next step of that is this year at our race in September, we're going to host, a um, uh, kind of just like an open discussion panel on a lot of things, be that sustainability, inclusivity, um, timing practices, uh, just different pieces of that. And hopefully share this to even more race directors, people that can come, but then also we're going to be, um, broadcasting that through our YouTube page and Instagram, uh, to teach more people or educate them on, um, some ideas that they can do again, like you said, that aren't super crazy. Um, you just need someone to maybe show you who the vendor is or, talk to you about the language that you need to use on your website to make sure people fully understand what you're going to be doing and that it won't be harder for them. It's just a little bit better step for the environment. In terms of that race director community, is that, I mean, you sound like you're a fantastic networker, a fantastic people person, and you're you're soaking up inspiration (laughs) from other places and connecting with people. 
it, 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 am I right in thinking that? And, and, and how easy is it for somebody who's listening to this who's a race director of, you know, an, an event in their town? What, where do they go to connect with with other people in a similar position? Yeah, for sure. Uh, and thank you for saying that and completely agree. Definitely um, all for collaboration over competition, uh, be that in the race on race day or be that in talking to the race directors and sharing best practices. I. I, I fully believe that uh, the rising tide floats all ships. Uh, I don't think that we can take away from one another at this point. I think there's enough runners out there to do a race every single weekend. Um, so why not help one another do that? Um, as far as, as where to go for communities, honestly, I think a good part of it is is podcasts. We've been fortunate enough to jump on some of these amazing podcasts like yours to to talk about this. And uh, I'd, I'd love to share my email address at the end of this or Instagram handle or whatever's best. Um, to have people reach out. And in the past that's worked really well. I think there's a couple, um, communities out there. Like I was saying, like low impact Alliance is a good one. Um, there is the, um, Oh, what is it? The RIDC, RIDC, the running and diversity coalition, um, Mm -hmm. for learning about inclusivity and what that looks like. Um, and I think there's a lot of those that are, that are out there that can be super helpful and, uh, another big thing we do to, to get ideas is is honestly social media. We're following a ton of really cool accounts across the country and across the world that we think are doing things right. And we want to bring it to Charlotte and we reach out to them to say, hey, how'd this work for you or how'd that work for you? And how could we do it in our city? Um, so I think just start asking because I, I feel like most race directors want to help one another. And where does Park Run sort of sit in that in that space for you? Of um, I'm, I'm assuming you, you've kind of seen the success of that over the last few years and yeah, what, what, what's your what's your thoughts on what they've done for getting people running? Yeah, so Park Run just came to Charlotte. Um, it, it might be less than like six months, if if I understand it correctly. Um, a gentleman who heads up our Charlotte Running Club helped start that on one of the greenways here, and it it seems like it's going great. I I haven't had a chance to make it to one of them, and the main reason is just because I'm a parent of three kids, so the weekends are a little bit harder for me, and typically it's yeah. on a Saturday morning here. But from what I've seen on Instagram and, and posts on social media, it seems as though there's a, a pretty big following with that here in Charlotte and jumping on the greenways to go out and just do a, a, a free run and get into a no barriers entry group run. Um, and I think it's a, a great thing to just kind of, you know, tap your toe into what it looks like into that racing world. It's it's wonderful. Let's bring it back to you. I kind of want to talk about um, what you personally get from from running and how it makes you a better person and a, a better lead, leader. <laughs> uh, do, do, you know, I, 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 I was going to say, do you notice the days when you haven't been running and the different you, you obviously have been running every day? So uh, <laughs> I, that question is irrelevant. But can you can you feel the benefits, uh, you know, both physically and, yes. and mentally? Oh, yeah. And, and, and let's speak about those. What what sort of person are you and, and how has it helped you uh, be uh, a better person when, when you're running? Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, as you mentioned, of course, like running every day, it's it's hard to notice the off day and the on day. But really, I can notice how I am as a parent before I run versus how I am a parent after I run. And I... I'm, I'm recharged after I run, I'm able to go back to, to being a kid again with my kids. Uh, and, and not, I'm not saying like, you know, I'm some terrible parent beforehand, but I definitely notice that I'm a, a better parent afterwards and I can, 
it's like I've checked that box for the day and now I'm ready to to move on almost. Um, so it's, it's like that recharge point for me of uh, one, the parenting side of it, but two on, on some of these longer runs. And when I say longer, I only mean like, I don't know, more than a half hour where you get out of your head that you're going on a run and you get into your head on what else is going on in your world. Um, and it allows me to think about our business and think about, what's going on and explore our city to see other people um, out in it and using our sidewalks and using our greenways and, and really think about them. Um, so I, I use it as this kind of like silent time to only think about fun, new ideas uh, when I get to, again, like a, over a half hour or so of running and it's really fun. Can you think of any runs where a, an idea came to you or you solved a problem is, is there any points where you kind of reflect and go i remember when when we did that or i did that run and and you know that idea came out i'm trying to think i mean the whole basis for around the crown kind of happened on a run and kind of happened like on a on a drive a little bit we um we were coming home from a concert one night and we were on the major inner beltway i-277 where it raises that and we uh, we were stuck in traffic. It was like 10 o'clock on a Thursday night. It's like, why is there traffic out here right now? Like, this doesn't make sense. We should be able to get right home. I'm, honey, I'm getting out of the car and I'm, I'm going to go run down the highway and I'll beat you home kind of thing. And thankfully, my wife didn't let me do that. Um, but it made us start to think about this idea of shutting the highway down. And I feel like there were runs after that where little pieces of it started clicking together of like what we're going to call it. Where's the start finish going to be? I started exploring the downtown area of our city in a different way, thinking about where would a fun start finish line be? Where would the roads be that aren't these major roads, but do show off a different part of our city? Um, and since then, we've taken that to a, a whole other idea of exploring your city on on two feet versus in your car, um, and, and now trying to show people different parts of our city through that. So it's it's exactly the question that you're asking, just showing that now out to other people to show them different parts of the city for them to get to think about it differently. And, and hopefully like you're asking, like things click for them in a different way. And what do the goals look like? Is it, is it about more people taking part? Is it about, you know, more community involvement, sponsorship? What, what, what sort of, you know, as you look to the future of around the crown, where's it going to go? I think we still have a, a, a larger goal for numbers. We're probably going to hit like 6,000 or 6,500 people this year. I, I would love to be at that like 10,000 mark. And, and, I think much beyond that, I'd be afraid that it'd get it out of my hands and I wouldn't be able to just manage it as myself and we'd need a larger company and have to do some other things. But that to me sounds like a good number for our city to get more people involved each year, knowing that we have about a 20% retention rate on it, um, that that many new people would come back each year and make it a family tradition and things like that. Um so that's that's pretty exciting to to think about growing you know a little bit more um and then as far as like other growth goes i mentioned earlier but we're starting to acquire a couple other races around the city and think about this idea of a i don't want to say like a series in the traditional sense but just have other races throughout the year that lead you to the around the crown and but more importantly show you different parts of the city where the races that we're looking at acquiring and starting are purposefully in different neighborhoods around our city um, and in different parts of the year as well to think of around the crown in a different way. Right now, that's the name of a race because you go on this major highway. But what if you ran around the crown in different parts of the crown city, the queen city? 
Um, so starting to kind of play with that a little bit more too of, of that kind of growth as it's well. It's quite an enviable position to be in, to be doing something that you obviously are so passionate about and, and love and it be a business as well. I, I, it's one of the things we talk about on this podcast around, <laughs> you know, being able to do things that you love that, that fit in with your values and, and purpose. Because if you're not doing that, you know, it's the questions about, you know, well, what's the point of it all come in? But just from talking to you across, you know, the, the while, it's obvious that this is really <laughs> uh, aligned with who you are as a person and your values. Yeah, it, it is very fun for us. And, I, and as you're mentioning, like, I, I feel fortunate to be a part of this industry, be a part of this community and, and um, hopefully make... Um, a little bit of a difference in our city, as you mentioned, our, our mission and our, our purpose of just moving our city forward one step at a time and, and doing that for all parts of our city, too, I think is a big part of it as well. And um, it's, it's so rewarding. Brian, running aside, can you can you name a business tool, an app, maybe even a person, something that you couldn't do without from a business perspective? Hmm. Gosh, it's funny. The first thing that came to mind when you said app was Strava. I, I feel like I've been on there forever, and I know now it's you know it's uh, commonplace when it comes to the running industry. But I use that thing like nonstop for for fun, be it for business. I, honestly, like our yeah. our our club that's on there for around the crown is second to Instagram when it comes to marketing. It's larger than our Facebook following. It's larger than our our website or not large on our website, but it, it's up there right behind Instagram when it comes to, from a business standpoint, we use Strava quite a bit, um, be it a Strava segment challenge or um, a post about an upcoming event that we're going to do. We use the route function on there all the time. Um, that one's super fun. And then we've been working a lot with our, um, our registration platform, Race Roster. That's who we use. Um, for registration we're now using their tracking links that they have in there for utms and seeing how that's converting for paid social and our newsletters going out um, and they've been really fun to work with mm -hmm. and, and business aside can you name your favorite bit of running kit or running accessory that you can't do without <sighs> man this is a silly one but i think everyone knows it about me these days or at least once i see it or once i say it people are like oh yeah i've never seen you without that thing it's a hat. I love a good running hat. I, I have way too many hats um, and I absolutely collect them. And I don't even know why some days, but I, I go into a running store, I go into a um, new business or something like that. And I, I got to check out their hats, be it running hats or not. Um, I just constantly uh, love a good running hat, be it for, you know, the, the, the rain and wind that can come on a run sometimes or be it for the sunshine. But Love a good, love a good running hat. Question I've got around your streak, and I've got to ask this before we, uh, you know, before we finish. Uh, is there? Do you feel a yeah. pressure to continue this streak? Now, I mean, you know, first of January twenty twenty. We're in twenty twenty. You know, nearly halfway through twenty twenty three. That's a long streak. I mean, how long is it going to go for? And <laughs> and have you thought how it might feel when it stops? Yeah, you know, I mentioned it earlier and I said, hey, we're going to get personal real quick. I thought about it then of like, man, it might stop. Like, what's this going to look like? And I think there was only like a brief, like three seconds that I was sad about it. And then the next thing that came to mind is like, how fun is it going to be to create some new challenge? Um, and I think that goes back to the entrepreneur in me a little bit of sometimes it's it's almost 
the the fun of it is uh creating the thing and not always managing the thing um so the idea of creating some new challenge kind of came to head uh when i wasn't sure if i would be able to uh keep it keep the streak going but i don't i don't see it ending anytime soon i i get to the end of the day and i haven't if i haven't run and it's like the sun's going down i i feel like i start like scratching a little bit and i have to get out there whereas you know most days i'm doing it mid-morning or, or afternoon so there's hardly ever am i making it to the evening and i feel like at this point too my wife will like ping in and be like, Hey honey, you haven't run yet today. Do you realize that? Um, so she'll kind of ping me in there too, but I don't, I don't think I see it ending anytime soon. There's a few people here in Charlotte, um, that also do it. And we kind of check in on each other every now and then there's a really large run club here called mad miles run club. And the founder Cornell started it January 1st of 2019. So he's got a year on me and him and I go back and forth on, uh, uh, you know, crappy weather or whatever it might be that may yeah. stop us. And we're like, nah, let's go. Let's go. So he started his streak on, on January 1st, 2019. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. 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 He's got a year on me. So I'll never catch up to the guy, but uh, it, it, it's fun. We can at least uh, commiserate right. with each other sometimes. Final question, Brian, what advice would you give to anybody listening to this who's in a business or a leadership role and they're considering getting more active and specifically taking up running? What would you say? Oh man, take that first step. Do it now, you know, it, it doesn't need to be starting an LLC or it doesn't need to be running 26 miles, but take the first step and see where it leads you. Uh, I, I think that's the fun in it. And you've got to recognize that you, you don't have to go full in on running or, or starting a business. Um, it's, but why not take that, that first step or, or maybe the better way to say it is take that next step, whatever that might be. You've, you've thought about it for a while when you go out on your next walk, jog 50 feet. Um, if you're thinking about starting your own race, just send an email to a local race director and see what it's like. Um, whatever that might be, just start the conversation to go have coffee with someone or go take that next step. I, I guarantee if you put yourself out there, someone's going to say, yep, I was there once. Let's do it together. I'm going to pick you up and let's go have fun on this run on this local trail I've been to, or let's grab coffee. And I'd love to talk to you about the fun of starting a company, but take that next step. That's great advice. Cause unless you put yourself out there, stuff to, to, just doesn't happen. Does it? You got to be out there and putting yourself in, in a position for these things to happen. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's, it's vulnerability, but it's also openness. Uh, you, you've, you start holding yourself a little more accountable. And, um, I think there's so much positive to that vulnerability and transparency. Absolutely. Uh, Brian, Thank you so much for your time. Good luck with this year's Around the Crown, which uh, I believe is uh, coming up in September, isn't it? Is that right? Yeah, five less than five months out. Five now. months out. I'm sure prep is already uh, well underway. And good luck with your continued running streak as well. Uh, we will put all the details in the show notes if people want to connect and uh, follow, maybe even take part in Around the Crown. Uh, everything will be on there uh, for people to check into. Uh, it's been inspiring to catch up. So thank you for your time. And I really appreciate you having me on today. This is super fun. Thanks to Brian Mister for his time on Run the Business this week. A man with a 1,200-day-plus running streak. I'll say that again. 1,200 consecutive days running. That is impressive. Brian is a great example for me of doing work that you're passionate about, things that you believe in and not just living to work. I can imagine how Brian's vision and his enthusiasm is infectious to be around. Community and collaboration are two things I'm taking away from that conversation. Brian's willingness to engage and connect with people came across as so powerful. 
collaboration over competition was a phrase he used. A great point and something that I think the running space does really well. Personally, I think business has got better at this, especially in fields like diversity and inclusion and sustainability. But it's a good point to consider. In the sector that you work in, when does joining together with your competitors make things better for everyone? Is there a win-win rather than seeing success as something where there has to be a loser? I remember from my many years working in commercial radio, it was always about beating your competitor radio station, whoever that was. Success was about your listening figures going up and the competitors' figures going down. That was the measure. But that narrow measure of success and competition gets blown apart when you start to see competitors as music streaming services or podcasting. The marketplace changed and that whole space has changed enormously over the last few years in ways that most people couldn't have imagined a decade ago. And I guess the point I'm making here is that sometimes collaboration might be a better way to strengthen your future position in, in the market sector that you're in. Something that runners and running events do very well. So, do you have any competitors in business that you've been considering collaborating with? And maybe now is the time to have a coffee with and, and see where it goes. Maybe. And long may Brian's running streak continue. 1,200 days is impressive. But it had to start somewhere, didn't it? Uh, what could you do today that would mark the beginning of something special in your life? And maybe today, maybe listening to this podcast is the point that you start that journey. Have a think about that one. If you're enjoying Run the Business, please follow, share and comment as it really helps grow the show. So do that now if you can. Thanks to Anna Harding and Chris Kelly for producing and for providing the inspiration uh, for the show as well. Uh, it's, it's fantastic. I really appreciate it. I'm Anthony Gay. And until next time, keep running and keep chasing your goals. Hold up. 